This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick here to talk about camp again here on day Let's see, four of Owings Mills Camp and five overall, including the practice downtown. Join me today, Kyle Barber again. Kyle, how you doing, buddy? Doing very well. How are you, Ken? Life's good. You know, no complaints. Uh, wouldn't matter anyway, would Nobody wants to hear complaints. But uh, <laughs> let's, talk a little, uh, let's talk a little football here because a uh, busy day at camp. Uh, you know, not the, not the coolest day maybe in terms of all the, all the drills going on. But what would you think? Overall, uh, pretty good practice. A lot more mental reps than 
anything else you could see from the defensive line reps that we watched there on the uh, the near side of the camp. Um, more so going through the motions because, as you and I spoke previous uh, to this podcast, just this is the practice before pads come on. And so more of this has to do with alignment and scheme and fit than the physicality that's involved with practice because that's what's about to be ramped up. So instead of working on that first, they work on the mental aspect of this with this practice. And uh, it was very noticeable here today. Mm -hmm. Now, still today, a lot of uh, folks missing practice with injury. We're not going to go through all of this, but the wide receiver core probably beaten up worse than anybody else. Marquise Brown uh, missing what I believe is now his fourth straight practice. He practiced the first time and then he's been out since. Uh, hamstring issue, uh, I think John Harbaugh said it was worse than he was originally told. Uh, Richard Bateman missed, missed practice and uh, this was his first day out. And then also, uh, let's see, Miles Boykin, who didn't have a good practice. We'll probably need to talk about him a little bit. Had a couple drops, but then also left practice a little early uh, with what appears to also be a hamstring pull. Hamstrings, often a bugaboo in early football camps. Yeah, a little frustrating to see Marquise Brown still out. I was interested in noting that Bateman was missing today's practice because uh, on Saturday after he was stretching that out uh, during the stadium practice, he, he was kind of limping from that one, but he entered in on the press conference and he looked fine. And he said he'd be back out here on Monday, but uh, looks like the Ravens held him out and uh, hopefully it's nothing serious. And hopefully it's not similar to Marquise Brown's injury that's going on right now. Certainly a guy who cannot afford to be missing practice at this point in his career. He James Prochet is playing well. It's his primary competition for a spot. There's also additional competition effectively created by the acquisition of Justin Houston, possibly losing a roster spot on offense, uh, perhaps a 26-24 roster this year. Yeah, that was something that I was I'm curious to watch as well because Houston doesn't come at the uh, expense of nothing. You know, this is a zero-sum game and only 53 spots are available. I'm curious to see where the Ravens uh, go with this roster. Like you said, it could be 26-24. Um, it, it, it very well looks to go that route, um, especially with the wide receiver competition so narrow. And that's, that's with almost every team in the NFL, I'd say, is that almost every squad has one or two receivers they wish they could keep because they produce well on the field oh, yeah. in limited roles and they're also key components in some special teams or they could contribute on special teams so it's going to be an interesting battle here as uh as the roster has now narrowed yet another spot yeah and uh the ravens will have an opportunity by the way do i sound okay to you right now yeah, you sound great on my end. Great. Okay, I just wor worried a little bit about this, but uh, uh, so the, the the Ravens will have an opportunity, if necessary, to put some people on injured reserve. But it's important to remember, if you don't make the the roster initially, you have to go through waivers anyway before you get put on injured reserve and have the potential to come back. So it's a season-ending injured reserve if you're put on before that first, uh, uh, you know, the, but the roster is is put together. Now, they could put Boykin on the roster, cut Anthony Levine, 
and then re-sign Anthony Levine on a wink-wink deal, as they've done you know, before. And then uh, that would allow them to then put Boykin on IR. And it's not unheard of that that kind of thing would happen. Certainly has been done before. Uh, but I think it's more a question now of whether the Ravens really have room for seven wide receivers given their system, given what they really ask wide receivers to do, and given all the, the incredible depth they have across the defense right now. Yeah, I'm curious to know whether or not that's the the, the wink deals and the uh, and the transferring of cutting players only to resign them so you can slide guys through on the on the IR is something that we're going to see rule changes surrounding. This is probably a talk for a different time, of course, yeah. but a much longer conversation. But if all you have to do to sneak guys onto IR is cut three of your vets, say, hey. We just got to get these rookies through IR. Like, can you just go through the paperwork transactions with us real quick and we'll make it fair and we'll just add an extra 100K as a guaranteed incentive for allowing us to do so. If that's going to be the norm, which it isn't yet, but it has occurred, especially it has occurred specifically with the Baltimore Ravens. I'm wondering if there's going to be a rule change that would allow for them just to throw these players on IR because of expanded rosters, expanded seasons. I don't see a reason why it's necessarily legal or illegal because this is that awkward gray area where it's like, well, we're technically going through the motions. So instead, why don't you just allow it to occur naturally? Sure. Uh, it's a it's a three-week IR again this year. I think it, it given what the league is doing in order to bend over to make sure the games get played, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I think they're going to be very lenient, uh, you know, certainly for this year. It's not like these abuses haven't been going on forever. You know, mm-hmm. there's the there's that form of IR where you bring the player back. But there's the other form of IR where you, um, uh, you know, stash a player for an entire season on mm-hmm. IR. And, you know, I, it's just it's. It's something that the league has choos- chosen to get more lenient with the IR rules rather than tighter over these last few years, starting with the IR DTR rules where they, you know, they had people designated to return. Then that went from one to two. Uh, you know, that started in 2012. And Ray Lewis was the first really major player who came back from uh, IR on a DTR basis. And then they, and then they, with uh, the current rules now, it's three week IR and has been for the last two years. And, and they're just trying to get through the season with COVID, honestly, and, and uh, you know, the practice squad elevation. So I don't think it'll happen, but you know, that is a long time to talk, take on that particular topic. So let's mm-hmm. keep moving on. Cause I know people want to hear about what really happened at can today. So why don't we just start alternating to give you, give us a player who really stood out for you. Player of the practice. Once again, for me, James Prochet, one handed catch, a toe tap in the back corner. I believe the end zone, Another day, another standout performance from James Prochet. Uh, I've liked everything that he's done. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, looking great. The hands are great. Um, what James Prochet does without contact, which is basically where we are right now, uh, has not really been the question. So I would encourage people, while this is good, and th- it, you know, he certainly positioned himself to get snaps to really compete with Miles Boykin for the last, last roster spot, uh, you know, he's cleared all the hurdles he needed to to try and make this team. Uh, he hasn't done it yet. And, and the reason is we're going to see, actually, with contact, very different um, you know, rules of, of receiving and whatnot that, that will 
changed the game a lot. And James Porchet's had a lot of problems, a lot of problems with that in his rookie year. So we'll see. And, and uh, hopefully for his sake, he can do it. And hopefully for the Ravens sake, uh, you know, he's a guy they can really rely on to catch the football uh, when the arms start windmilling to try and take it away from him. Exactly. You know, the, the physicality is ramped up tomorrow and it'll be further ramped up once preseason hits. It's about being able to do these kinds of performances week after week and against actual competition and not when you're in, uh, in shells. Right. That physical corner opposite him. I, let's talk about Miles Boykin for a second now, since Prochet and Boykin kind of go together like peanut butter and jelly this camp. Uh, he had a drop on a flea flicker. It was interesting looking flea flicker. Dobbins ran right. Uh, we don't want to give away too much of the play style, but Dobbins had his arm up in the air really excited about the about the nature of the thing and then the ball was was thrown way down the left side of the field boykin had a step on the on the defender the defender actually seemed to overrun the play slightly and boykin uh uh could not hold on to the football which is very unfortunate it would have been a a a pretty play it would have drawn a big ooh and ah from the crowd it was already excited by the nature of it but then it uh it got dropped and uh that was that yeah, a little frustrating to watch is, uh, you know, I'm a, I, I like Boykin. He's a very respectful player. Uh, he, he's uh, very cognizant of questions and he takes the actual time to respond with them. So it's kind of a bummer to see him not performing, especially when you have the excitement of Prochet. You want this to be a two horse race. You want this to go down oh, to the sure. wire and it hasn't been that way thus far. And now he went out with injury, as we mentioned, with about 30 minutes left to camp. So uh, that's a, that's a guy that, it's it's just been a little defeating to uh, to cover him lately because you don't want to cover the bad. You want him to be great. Uh, going uh, with uh, another person that's uh, done well, though, instead switching back to the positivity, uh, Bradley Bozeman. Haven't seen another bad snap out of him since day one. I'm really happy to be able to cover something like that. Like we said, we like covering the positivities. Uh, nothing better than not having to talk about all these crazy bad snaps that are flying all over. Haven't seen one since he took off that glove in day one. No, it's a, it's a big deal. And I love the transitory excuse that seems to explain something if that goes away for a while, if you know, if that, if that explains it for a while, the longer the better, the more sure we are that really was the thing. I thought the injuries were kind of explaining it last year, and then that didn't really seem to work out. Once we get to the playoffs, it was the cold or it was something else that that, that was bringing things up. But it's good to see Bradley getting uh, doing things well. Ben Cleveland, it, there's not too much to look at in terms of this monster of a human being and what he's doing in terms of manhandling people. Hopefully we'll get to see that a little bit tomorrow and a lot more on the 14th, but he's looked very good to me uh, in this practice in particular. He he picked up uh, Ellis effectively on one play, you know, not the not the hardest blocking assignment. Another play uh, immediately after he, took the initial double team and then he did something I saw a lot on his college tape. And I just want to say, I wanted to notice that I was still seeing this at the NFL level, but what he does is he adjusts very well from going to a double team on the center and then with, sorry, with the center on the defensive tackle or nose tackle, and then scanning to his left, looking for players. So the first thing he does, he makes sure no one's blitzing. Then the next thing is he makes sure no one's stunting from the outside edge to come inside. So very careful to look for that. And in this case, just like in college tape, I've seen, he broke off that block on the center feeling that is the, sorry, on the defensive tackle feeling the center had him and went for a help block 
uh, to help the left tackle who was struggling on that particular play. So I love to see that. I love to see that kind of a fast, progressive scanning um, from a from a left guard of any sort. But Cleveland, a man his size, that one arm means a lot on that player and uh, a very effective uh, uh, technique if he's able to continue to do it at the NFL level. The guy who did it very well, Marshall Yanda in the first half of 2018. James Hurst was out there at right tackle having a lot of problems. Um, but the thing that got James Hurst, through, James Hurst through that area until Orlando Brown took over was the fact that he was getting a lot of help blocks, a lot of bailout blocks from Marshall Yanda uh, to really help him get through. Anyway, I like to see it from Ben. I think uh, uh, everything I want so far, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we really see some things with pads on uh, the next few weeks. No doubt about it. Um, I wanted to note that just real quick. Uh, I think Coleccio Semele on that saving block against, I believe, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, Steelers pass rusher went from uh, helping a double team at the center mm. into sliding over when uh, an outside rusher had nearly got to Joe Flacco years back and Kelechi just kind of dove to make sure that he got him just out of arm's reach. And you could see the arms just swipe, just narrowly missing Joe Flacco mm-hmm. when he was going for a, a big time pass. And uh, that reminds me of, you know, that's where my head went when you talked about going for the double team, trying for the help, scanning and realizing, hey, there's threats elsewhere. Let me go and t- protect that. So uh, that went to mind for me. Um, I want to go to um, Marcus Peters. Really good day today. Interception. Uh, ended up with a lateral on that to Chuck Clark for the touchdown on it. That's always exciting. Uh, he he intercepted. I, I think he jumped a crossing pattern um, going from uh, uh, left to right on the field, and he jumped it, caught the interception, and started sprinting back toward the sideline. And and of course, with a little bit of flair, as we know here in uh, in Ravens fans, uh, had to get the lateral going to the safety, and Clark ran it in for the uh, ran it into the end zone. Love to play fast break football whenever they can. I like to see that. I really, I've never understood why teams didn't lateral more, and particularly in the Billick area when the when the Ravens had a terrible offense. And you know, just generally speaking, they had you know offenses they could not rely on to move the football. Uh, Billick really understood it. He wanted the defense to get in the end zone, take chances, and whatnot. With Lamar and with the way the the Ravens' offense literally leans on other teams. Uh, probably would want it less today. I still like to see the ability to do it and, you know, maybe able to make choices at big times during big games. Things that are uncommon are, are something, some of the most lethal parts to sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a guy makes, you know, makes or misses something that he shouldn't be doing, the improvisation is what catches everybody off guard. When you yeah. accidentally dribble a basketball off your foot um, and it bounces awkwardly, your def- the defenders react to that. Um, going for a football play, we saw Deshaun Jackson drop the punt return against the Giants on Miracle in the Meadowlands 2. Mm-hmm. And that drop and fumble through everything, yep. everybody stopped their gap and lane responsibility. And Jackson scored a zero-second punt return touchdown for one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history. It's those kinds of plays that catch defenses off guard. And most certainly a lateral like that is effective in the NFL and at any level I truly believe if you can be if can be completed uh successfully and uh throwing off offensive linemen going for a tackle or a running back trying to tackle a corner or a safety that has practiced this and uh learned how to utilize it effectively. Yeah. 
Yep, could could not agree more. Just very excited to 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 see that. All right, I'll bring up uh, another player that I thought was terrific today. Adafi Owe, really his play speed showed up is is what gets me. And this is I just want to see this guy being fast because when he's when he's in a position where he needs to run to make a play, he's often going to be able to do it. He's just a very fast pursuit player. In this case, it was a it was a containment of the right side on a pass play, which led to what may be his first sack if they credit it to him or whatever it was. Yes, exactly, because the play gets whistled dead. So uh, Kyle's using air quotes on me here. But uh, Wolf created the pressure from the other side, uh, ran it into away effectively. Play got blown dead uh, as. Uh, I forget whether it was McSorley or Huntley was leaving the pocket to the right. Uh, Wink was very excited on the sideline by that sack. So that tells me things are, you know, are going the way he'd want to see it. Yeah, I was going to put Derek Wolf uh, to pair with Adafi Owe. Yeah. I had oh, both yeah. of them on my list. Uh, Wolf was very um, uh, disruptive today. I really liked yeah. what I saw at him. I, I agree too. Let me tell you three other plays for a way I saw. I did I did put them out on a tweet here, but uh, there was a chip block by Mason. He just slipped right off it. It was like it's like he wasn't even blocked. Almost. I really <laughs> love to see that kind of thing from a big man. It usually means he's using his length well. Now I'm not right there. You were, we're a fair amount of distance removed. In some way, I do not have a really good view of the action uh, mm-hmm. when we're at camp. But it's great to see that kind of play. And 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 it, you know we had the film to really look at it when as we would during the regular season. But we sure we I think we would see length used well uh, he beat uh, adrian ely for a pre- uh, pressure that was uh, a pure speed outside rush uh, pass was completed anyway that's okay he, he got in there for pressure and and that's gonna help uh, infuriate some of the quarterback and he showed pursuit on a on a swing pass to the right which is something the ravens now really have an issue with because they have four guys i believe who fit into that rush linebacker mold and two only who fit into the Sam linebacker mold, not allowing Oway on that side. So my, my, my point with this is that Oway um, will, will be able to find more snaps at the NFL level and will be a more effective linebacker if he's eventually groomed to be a Sam linebacker as well. He can play right with Tyus Bowser. He can play on the same plays as Tyus Bowser on the other side because those, those skills are extremely portable to the rush side. But if all he can do is play rush linebacker, then he's completing with four guys, including Justin Houston, for snaps this season, and that becomes a, a tough project that makes a lot of sense there um i want to kind of cover rob ryan here for just a moment um the team has done an excellent job uh you cited him in one of our previous notes on Mm -hmm. uh, on training camp but his presser today was was hysterical uh he's he's talked about how the ravens are among the cutting edge and that they should have uh quote unquote work for nasa because they're so smart (laughs) and this scheme is so incredible and uh his job is to not blow it at this point because he has so much talent there's a plethora of talent at the position there's such incredibly smart uh workers within the team including martindale and the entire defensive coaching staff and uh, rob ryan cited them and cited the team and uh it was just entertaining to watch um I, i talked about it on social media but man you know we all we always hear the ryan brothers are characters and uh watching rob ryan in person was a true treat Mm-hmm. Among my four years of attending podiums, by far one of the most entertaining ones possible. Yeah, I mean, Rex was good too. I think Wink is good. Even, you know, Dean Pease, a lot of people think of as being a less 
aggressive coordinator, a hilarious guy at the yeah. point. Very direct, had lots to say, uh, snarky in a way that was that you know, translated well at the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, love love that. And uh, you know, we've seen some of that individual coaching we talked about. The guy who got individual coaching today and for quite a long time was J.K. Dobbins. He was sitting off on the side or working off on the side with Craig Versteeg and Daniel Stern, who I thought was an analytics guy more than anything, but I guess he's more like Matt Weiss and then he's very hands-on on the field as well. And uh, he was working with, with uh, Dobbins on receiving stuff. So they, they were clearly working over there. And that is true. And we talked about Patrick Queen getting this kind of coaching. Veteran players who aren't expected to have a special teams role because they have a high snap load on offense or defense are exactly the kind of guys who can take these extended coaching sessions during Mm -hmm. special team sessions. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh um, yeah. No, that's a, that's a critically important part is uh, being able to be a significant contributor on offense kind of lends you to learning more about the offense itself. We've seen it with Mark Andrews when Hayden Hurst was here, he was getting the extra coaching sessions, uh, JK Dobbins. And yeah, all throughout, it's definitely been veterans. Like you mentioned that, uh, that get those extended coaching sessions that get to learn that much more over a time period of a year, two years, three years to uh, gain more knowledge on their specific positions and plays uh, throughout the season. I, I I could not agree more. And, uh, and we have a, uh, you know, a player here who I think is also not taking the time to enjoy camp, as some veterans would in a different way. He's not trying to be Terrell Suggs and ride a cart and make jokes all the time. What nice, usually using the time productively. And in Queen's case, that may or may not be a choice. In Dobbins' choice, I really believe it might be a choice of, of whether he's being groomed to be a better receiver. But the opportunity is now, the coaching, the, 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 the people are there to take care of him. Uh, he, to, to see him taking advantage of that is good. And some of the things he said in the podium seem to be corroborated by his actual on-field behavior as opposed to, um, you know, being something that the guy just says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can certainly agree with that. Um, I got one more on my list. Uh, I want to see Sean Wade's been struggling a little bit yeah. in camp. Um, the learning curve for cornerbacks is among the steepest, I think, in the NFL. This difference between speed from college to the pros along with uh, responsibilities uh, mm-hmm. is is truly challenging. And that's why cornerbacks sometimes don't make significant strides until year two, three, or even four in the NFL. Uh, Sean Wade's going through a lot of growing pains right now. And I think uh, people are going to be quick to be, to, to criticize that. But I think uh, watching him year over year is going to be more important than watching him day over day, uh, at least for this training camp. He's, he's, he's trying, you can see he's not giving up on himself. Of course, like why would he, but he's in there trying to get extra coaching. He's, he's competing every single snap. He's trying to do his best. And uh, that's just a player that I want to watch, uh, see how he's changed by the end of training camp. I want to watch him see if uh, preseason, uh, it's just uh, if it's just kind of he's not a practice guy and maybe he just performs better when when the stadium lights are on. But that's a guy that I want to watch out for and uh, and 
and I want to focus a little attention on that. It's not all sunny here in Baltimore, mm -hmm. but um, talented players can struggle from time to time. Yeah, and I, I, Wade certainly has. He, he got called out today for not uh, continuing coverage of Marcus, uh, Marcus, sorry, of Miles Boykin. Yeah. Um, on on a pattern that uh, ended up going there. Uh, it was a shame. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that he seemed to he didn't pat his own helmet, but he knew he he made a coverage mistake there. And that's that's the first you know step towards correcting it is is making sure you understand what your responsibility is next time. Mm -hmm. The guy he's competing with sort of at slot corner or the guy who will have to who will have to probably get hurt for him to get a lot of snaps at, at, at slot corner is Tavon Young. Good news about him. He's back on the field today. He'd been on the field playing every practice so far, I believe. He might No, I believe everyone. But this was the first 11 on 11 snaps he took today. So that's a big milestone taking those higher contact snaps. Tomorrow could be another bigger step for a lot of players, but a player like Tavon is coming back from injury and making sure that he's still able to continue when the pads come on a very big deal. That's something that I, I did not realize actually. I, and uh, I was asked about Tavon Young on social media when I was just saying, Hey, I got some time here at camp, but they're like, Hey, what's up with Tavon Young? How's he been? And I was like, well, I haven't really noticed him. Um, I don't think I've actually wrote his number down and I wrote my tweet sequence of how I write down plays. I say quarterback number throws to wide receiver number against blank. And then I show the results of the play. And I went, I haven't wrote 25 down. I was like, I wonder if that's, I wonder if he's playing or not. Like, have I just not been paying attention? Have I overlooked him? And uh, to find out from you, Ken, that he, this is his first 11 on 11 sequence that he experienced today. Makes me feel good that I haven't missed him on the <laughs> field. It's just that he hasn't been on the yeah. field and I missed that he wasn't out there. So that's good. I'm assuming you don't put the same effort into the seven on sevens unless you really see something spectacular. And I, right. that's certainly the way I feel about it too. Is mm -hmm. that, uh, I, there's not a, not a whole lot to be gleaned from that. Uh, who else did I want to talk about? Uh, we had a little bit of a brief exchange between Matabike and Bredesen that was broken up quickly today. Good to see that. And in a sense, it's good to see the competition level uh, at a high, but you don't want to, you don't really want it translating into fights. This was a good thing as, as far as it ended quickly as well. I thought. Yeah, it wasn't quite Ryan Jensen against Zadarius Smith that we've seen <laughs> every, on an almost annual basis in training camp. Those were pretty entertaining, but uh, overall, this is a little superior in its uh, in its quick end, like you said. Now, I, I don't want to give away any scheme things, and I don't think this is doing so because I think all NFL teams do this, but the Ravens did some good things today, both in terms of the drills and in terms of some of the 11 and 11, in terms of both practicing i watched the receivers at first releases from what would be a bunch formation it did some things with with t martin getting in the way and and it, you know creating rub opportunities and whatnot uh they, they're not even doing it with a defender there they're just mm -hmm. they're just you know trying to show how the other receiver crossing your face how you can move off him and whatnot and then in a lot of the 11 and 11 sequence they also played out of some bunch formations very important particularly for the defense uh the ravens will always probably run less bunch formation than everybody else in the whole league, just because they don't have three receivers on the field all that much. And, you know, you can do it with, with a tight end and two receivers. You could even do it with two tight ends and a receiver, but the time they're going to see it most is when Pittsburgh and Kansas city is doing it against them. Teams that are very willing to put multiple receivers, good teams, Buffalo, Cleveland as well. I mean, they'll, they'll do it a lot. And the Ravens really need to know how to defend that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's more that, 
practice, yes, it's for the offense as well, but it's primarily for defensive coverage and understanding on how to cover those things. That's some of the, that's where you see the most confusion. All of a sudden you see a cornerback turning to whoever's got the green dot on the helmet and goes, where am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And that's when you see the quarterback go, hurry, 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 snaps the ball and, and gets it to the guy that this, that they uh, get a little confusion on. So yes, it's for the offense and, you know, I'd like to see some bunch formations, Mark Andrews being utilized well, but more than anything, uh, that's for the defense to to really set their feet in understanding and come into games knowing that this is going to be weaponized against them frequently and they need to learn it sooner rather than later or they're going to be victimized frequently. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's certainly something the Ravens see a lot. And uh, uh, it also, it tends to be a weapon against your inside linebacker coverage issues. And that's where the Ravens have had problems. So it's a place where they really need to need to focus on. So it's, it's good to see them working on it in practice a little bit. Uh, I got just two more notes here. Do you have anything else you want to hit us with before we go for it? Okay, so real quickly, Geno Stone, a tough day. Um, he, he came in for a pressure. It wasn't whistled as a sack. Looked like he was in there quickly enough for me to for it, for it to be so. But then he gave up consecutive touchdowns over the top to Prochet and Oliver fairly late in the practice. Uh, Might have been in the two-minute uh, drill, both of them. I mean, it was on consecutive plays. Uh, interesting because Prochet on the second one to Oliver, you know, is running right down towards that corner of the end zone towards me. He goes, wow, I was open again kind of thing. So yeah, he's <laughs> really looking to catch everything. Last point, Keith Williams uh, during practice drill was kind of my coach of the day in a lot of ways. He's really a perfectionist. It's it's very fun to watch him. T. Martin, it seems like he's being very technical and what he's watching is, you know, the release and whatnot. So you can see that's very important. Um, Keith Williams just an outstanding perfectionist or or extreme perfectionist. He'll stand at the top of the route and he's trying to get the receivers to cut hard on a curl route. So he wants them to basically stick their foot in, come back hard to the football. Don't, don't release anything. And he was unhappy with everybody. (laughs) <laughs> and then it wasn't even on that route sequence but it was on it was on a little out route by sammy radkins you hear okay that one was okay <laughs> I, you know, i've seen it just like 12 of these or something and every big uh, hard you know don't wait you know it's but anyway it's fun to it's fun to uh see a perfectionist someone who's really trying to instill something of a particular uh type into these players my drill of the day just real quick to add on was the defensive lineman once again going for uh, scooping up the fumbles. Oh, yeah. But instead of them diving down and, and falling on them, you know, shelling them up and, and protecting them, uh, they had to catch them and continue running forward and watching uh, Justin Ellis. And, and so Derek Wolf and Calais, not Calais, excuse me, uh, Brandon Williams were getting the softball pitches. They were mm-hmm. getting the soft, easy ones, the grounders that we see. But all of a sudden coach would switch up and throw a fastball slider and it'd be bouncing <laughs> awkwardly because footballs are shaped, not like a round ball. And it, it was spiking off and, and watching Justin Ellis try to chase one down or, uh, or uh, Tyus Bowser try to, you know, snag one off the, off the turf as it's spiraling completely the opposite way of which way he's trying to cut was really entertaining. And uh, Anthony Levine was the only one. All of a sudden, he was a part of the drill, even though it was all defensive linemen and like <laughs> uh, like pass rushers, uh, and just like two of them. It was really strange that Veen was over there, but I guess he uh, gets to do what he wants. He's co-cap after all. But he uh, he caught the fastball. He caught the one that was sliding to the outside, and he got a bunch of claps even from his teammates and coaches. 
Yeah, they say, you know, Terrell Suggs would occasionally do that in terms of getting in with the defensive backs on the tennis ball drill <laughs> where, they had to, where they had to track the ball. It just He wanted to do it, so that's what it is. Uh, Levine is, is enjoying camp in, mm-hmm. in a big way. You could see him, you know, trying to be funny, talking to his teammates. And uh, you know, it, Suggs was a, was a human being of his own in this, ty- in this type of setting. I mean, you could hear wherever he was on three fields and he was, he was always very fun to watch in practice, but, uh, but Levine's getting there. He's a, he's a, he's a guy I think who is really enjoying and realizes, you know, the NFL is not going to last forever. And, and uh, hopefully, you know, he can make the most fun out of these years while they're still here. Yeah, he's definitely been that way, and and uh, you can tell that he's still soaking this up years into his career and and past his prime, even. Yeah, been been he's been a very fun player to watch. Love anyway, Kyle, absolutely appreciate you being here to do this again. These are so much fun. We've gone a little bit longer than we wanted, but that's okay. Hopefully, people <laughs> want to listen anyway. Uh, tell folks where they can find your work. You can find my work uh, on Twitter at Kyle P Barber. I contribute for Baltimore Ravens late for work on Mondays and Wednesdays. Definitely give that a look. And I'm also the managing editor of SB Nation's Baltimore Beatdown, where you can find all of our coverage regarding training camp, more thorough coverage uh, compared to late for work. So you can definitely check me out there. Uh, thank you so much for having me on, Ken. This is an absolute blast. I've been enjoying these thus far. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's keep them going. Anyway, Kyle, uh, thanks for coming on, and we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.